welcome back to the Tabletop Tavern Campaign 2, Episode 10. Uh, my name is Jenny. I will be your dungeon master now and forever, so get used to it. I'm going to allow my beautiful, wonderful, talented players to introduce themselves, starting with the fabulous, the beautiful, the not wearing the same outfit as last week. That would be crazy. Don't know what you're talking crazy. about. Hi, my name is Stacy. I use she, her pronouns, and today I'll be playing Rosalie Motley. Hi. I'm Pippin, I use they, them, and today I'm playing Vesper Thornquill. Hello, I'm Cam. I use they, them as well, and I'm playing Essie Heppard. Hello, everyone. I am Vic. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm playing Fleur Pharaoh. Though you're, you're muted, muted Bestie. Uh, I pushed the button, I swear. Even the mess um, fall down sometimes. <laughs> I'm Doe. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm playing Ian Farrow. All right. And also, my name is Jenny again, and my pronouns are she, her. I just, um, I forget. And I will be playing all of the parts. Um, this is true. Multi-talented baddie. On the tabletop tavern, we really got into the downtime. We did a little bit of mystery uncovering, got a, quite a few clues, yeah. if I say so myself. None of them fit together, but we got them. Learned some <laughs> alarming things about Essie's younger sister, uh, a little bit more <laughs> about Rosalie and her parents. Vesper continued to be the big little Nata man on campus, uh, really picking up the chicks wherever they go. And uh, Ian took Aspen for a nice walk and Flora unlocked a little bit more of her nerdier side. We pick up just after midterms. The Harvest Festival break, Harvest Festival break, fall break begins tomorrow morning. But right now, it is nighttime, and you are waiting for the instant updates on your grades due to arrive on your various devices. Fleur, you have unfolded your laptop, set it on your desk, and are staring at it unblinkingly. Vesper, you, of course, have your own computer and are sitting there very proper, waiting for what is hopefully going to be an A. Ian, you, uh, you are standing behind Vesper, hoping that they will let you log into uh, your email on their account because your computer bricked itself a few weeks ago. And That's you've up. just been using the one in the lab for your computer literacy course. Rosalie, Essie, you have sat directly next to each other. Essie on their big, chunky, slightly outdated iMage. Rosalie on your little foldable laptop with the extension that makes it look like a typewriter keyboard. Holding hands nervously waiting for your grades. We're going to begin with Vesper. Vesper, you open an email from the bursar's office that contains your grades and see you averaged a 96% on your exams. You have passed every class with flying colors. Midterm exams at ALSU are notably difficult and you did well above the curve, even in a wizard course. Ian, <laughs> you next to Vesper, behind them, waiting, breathing down their neck. They stand up pleased with their grades and you log into your email. You get the password long, wrong a couple of times, so that's because you can't quite remember the date that you chose to make your password for this aspen the cute dog one two three four that's supposed to follow the four so you just keep putting in years until you hit the correct one you log in and you see your grades 
Okay. You got an average of a 68.9% and you know you needed a 69.9 to pass. Ian's gonna try to like kind of cover the screen from this. Oh, I'm not. I'm giving Ian his privacy. I'm standing over by my desk or petting Aspen. In this case, he's going to turn and look at this and just like close his eyes for a minute. I like. I. I. I have me and Aspen walk over <laughs> to like comfort and just kind of grandly gestures at Vesper's laptop. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, down the hall, Fleur, you are in a largely empty dorm room. One half of this room, it looks like no one ever lived in it. A desk stands empty. A bed covered in a plastic sheet lies unused. You've been kind of leaving that half of the room alone. It sort of yeah. feels like a shrine to something that you've lost. You log into your email and almost immediately get a message. Who is it? Is it like the bursar? Yes. Okay, Fleur opens it. Fleur, you got an average mm -hmm. of 52 on your exams. Tragic, devastating. You did quite well in the Marshall portion, but the written exam, Classic. you just fell far too short on. Got a lot of shit going on. Across the hall, two other people get devastatingly bad news. <laughs> We're saying a prayer to the Lady on Fire together. Oh, it's even quite open. Get through the prayer before the the email delivers on your computer screen. Rosalie, you got an average of a thirty-two. Essie, you got an average of a forty-six. You know, it's we have finals. We ha don't kill me. It's only it's only thirty percent of our grade, right? I get it too. I get it too. It's really hard. <laughs> I take my can Fleur heal hear the wailing? Yeah, you hear someone <laughs> sobbing. Okay. How am I gonna be a steamed writer? I'm never gonna become an actress. <laughs> oh my god, we're Are we gonna have to drop out? Am I gonna have to beg for money? <laughs> oh my god. I'm feeling so smart right now. I can't be a street performer. <laughs> I'm wiping my my face on Macbeth, and I offer Straw to <laughs> Rosie. Oh, thank you. Straw like gently tentacles oh. in your face, oh. um, and licks your tears like he like she's drinking the water. Macbeth, meanwhile, is just like staring at you in that way that dogs do when they're like confused but not upset by what you're doing. <laughs> Um, I, I knew boys were a bad idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. So you just spent so much time at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> you can spiral for about 45 minutes before yeah. Fleur finally breaks down the door. Gets you all to chill out, bring yeah. up her like a bedazzled reusable Kleenex box. Mm -hmm. that she's just shoved a bunch of tissues in 
Um, you all sort of calm down. She shares that she didn't pass either. And you sort of feel like if this hot girl who's very accomplished on the battlefield didn't pass, maybe we'll be okay. Um, the next morning, you all wake up. Fleur, do you spend the night in uh, Rosalie and Essie's room after going in there to comfort them? Yeah, I think so. We're Fleur, both hugging Fleur. Yeah, Fleur, <laughs> you fall asleep like kind of with your back up against the wall with Rosalie and Essie cuddled, cuddled up against you on uh, Rosalie's bed. Macbeth fully like lies himself across your lap. Yeah. And, uh, like Strahd, a weighted blanket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strad does like curl up in, you watch, you watch as she like tangles herself up in Rosalie's hair like it's a little cocoon and then yeah. falls asleep. Are we watching uh, Essie's favorite, or actually not just Essie's, our, our favorite episode of Off-White Physiology to comfort us? <laughs> uh, you are, and uh, you have it like on one of those portable DVD players. You remember them back in the early 2000s. Uh, like one of the first DVDs, obviously, like, like in these players. You're watching it sobbing you fall asleep with Fleur's arms around you just kind of being comforted you know when you have a friend that has like much bigger titties than you and you're comforted by their breasts mm -hmm. um that's absolutely what Fleur is doing for you right now <laughs> uh, you all wake up the next morning on the first day of harvest festival break presumably you all have places to be this is a very very family focused holiday um I know that most of you live in the uh, A-list region, but some of you live quite a bit further away. So I'm going to have you all tell me what you're doing for the Harvest Festival. We're going to start with Vesper. Lovely. Uh, I am going home, likely at much of Caspian's insistence, uh, <laughs> no matter how busy I, I might have been. Uh, but yeah, I head back to the Bardic Center. All right, so you head back to the Bardic Sister of Freyland system, not sister, so center. Oh my God, sorry. My brain is like, can't words right I now. I got, yeah. Um, it has these beautiful towering white buildings that almost seem to appear from the earth. This ancient elven architecture that has been here since the dawn of time. You can hear beautiful stringed instruments on the breeze the moment you get within a mile of the town and you head to uh, your families home your moms or rather your mother and your stepmother uh are cooking when you get home now your mom is not the world's most accomplished cook um what she lacks in uh talent she makes up for with enthusiasm you unlock the front door to your family apartment and you can hear just like kind of half arguing half joking in a bizarre mix mash of like common and halfling and gnomish that's just like 30 percent two women calling each other bitch uh 20 percent caspian being like what's your language uh because although caspian is about your age uh just doesn't have much of a similar personality to you. Someone is loudly playing the piano. It is all perfectly on key, beautiful, but just so loud, obviously meant to cover up the <laughs> other 70% of the conversation, which does appear to be two women telling each other how deeply in love they are. Lovely. I, uh, I likely knocked as I like opened the door, but I knock again louder and close it behind me. Hello? Hi, moms. 
Vesper, sweetie, is that you? Uh, yes. No, it's uh, some complete stranger having walked into your home for you a harvest hear, like, fest. Pots and pans clattering, and your mother comes careful. around the corner at full full sprint, a little apron on, covered with like stained food. She's got like flour in her hair, and she does her best to like lift you off the ground and spin you around in a circle. Oh, there's my big bardic baby. How's class? Did you have to do a performance for your midterm? Look at you. Oh, you look so skinny. Oh, have you been eating? Have you been eating enough? I have. Oh, we get plenty so of meals at the dining hall. Um, oh, good. Yes, and they're not upsetting your stomach? I know that you, you have kind of an anxious tummy, dear. No, I'm perfectly fine, Mom. Um, but, wow. but, but yes, I'm very happy to see you all, too. Oh, oh, Vesper. Oh, you, you get more handsome with every passing day. Do I tell you that? Have I told you that recently? Oh, look you, at yes, you. Yes, you oh. have. Every time I pick up the phone. Have you been starching your, oh, your shirts? Have you been starching your shirts? They look so good. Yes. Once I was able to get a step stool for the washing machine, everything was fine. That they first didn't... week, though, um, I w almost ran out of clothing. They, they didn't have... Oh. No, not at first. Oh, well, oh, that's that's fine. Did did you get your father's message? Um, no, not uh, I don't think so. Oh, oh, what did he? Well, we've been talking a little bit about how we thought that now that you were in college, it made sense for us to try to coordinate a little bit more and be a little bit more friendly with each other, so that you could see your family all at the same time. So he is coming to dinner. Um, I could only get him to agree to two hours, so he probably won't hear, be here for a little bit, but- um, that's, I just take her shoulders and I just go, that's delightful. Thank you, mom. Oh, of course, sweetie. Well, you know I'd do anything for you, right? I know, but I also know that this is very down, like very low on the list of, of things you'd prefer to do. I know, sweetie, but that's what being a mother is all about, right? You make sacrifices for your children. I love you. I'm proud of you. You've been doing so well. You are, you're my brilliant little, my, my brilliant, brilliant little baby. And I just, I wanted to show you that we really care about you and we miss you. I missed you too. I'm glad Caspian insisted that I come. Well, you know, Caspian misses you too. He gets I'm sure I, I'm sure I hear all about his, um, what he's up to. Well, he's, he's playing music, but what I care about is what you're up to. Caspian's here every weekend. You are never here and I miss you so much. Are you going to like let him in or, and you, <laughs> you see your, like your, your mother's wife. Um, oh, I can't remember which one she is. She Aster or uh, Aster's mom? my mom. Stepmom is Rowan. Okay, Rowan, there we go. I was like, I couldn't keep them apart in my head. Uh, Rowan steps around the corner. She is a halfling woman. Um, she's got like a pair of like worn jeans on. She's still got a pair of work boots on, but um, she also has this like flouncy peasant top. Um, short cropped hair at the sides, but like longer at, at the top, kind of pulled back, starting to gray at the temples and the roots. Uh, just a sun-worn face with like big smile lines. And she goes, oh, hey there, kiddo. How you doing? 
I'm I'm good. I'm good, Rowan. Thank you. How about oh. you? It seemed uh, it seemed things were getting quite uh intense in the kitchen. Oh, you know, your mom, uh, she wrestled me into this and then uh, she's insisting on helping in the kitchen. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of stereotypes that accompany um, femme women there, don't you know? But let me tell you, your mother could burn uh, an ice cream cake. <laughs> I, 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 I think I actually have a memory of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think in the kitchen, she's, uh, she's like... Some kind of toxic flower, you know, good to look at, pretty in, in the right setting, should not be allowed near the food. <laughs> so Well, uh, I look forward to it all the same. Oh, of course. Uh you look uh you look good. Are you eating enough? I yes, yes I am. I have <laughs> I've prepaid scheduled me weekly meals at the dining hall. Oh, hall-ish. I know, so. but I'm uh, I'm just kinda worried that you might get your head stuck in a book and uh, forget to go. So you got oh, friends? don't, Are you don't making, worry. Uh... Yes, my, uh, well, not, my roommate would also forget, but his sister uh, drags us to the dining hall uh, oh, because she will not wait to eat after practice. Your roommate has a sister. Is she pretty? Yes, she's very pretty. She's very, uh, she's a barbarian. She's very capable. Oh, well, you know what I say about capable pretty girls? And she like wraps, walks up and puts her arm around your mom and goes... You, uh, you gotta lock them down because they're not on the market very long. Actually, uh, Vesper, I don't think you've uh, ever told us, uh, do, you, are, do you like girls? I mean, obviously yes. <laughs> it's okay if you don't like girls. Um, no, it's, um, I do. I, your your I mom's like, like looking between the two of you. More or less everyone except like, when they don't seem to be very interested when what I have to say. Oh, is somebody not uh, interested in what you have to say? No, I just think, I just think I know I can talk about a lot of things that aren't people's preferred interests, and that's okay. Well, uh, nobody has to think you're interesting but you, you know? Like, when you find someone who thinks you're interesting, they'll uh, they'll stick around to their own accord. Or, you know, oh, yeah. they could uh, pop up all the time and uh, give you poetry, which is what uh, your mom did to me, don't you know? I, I do. I, I still do, have the yeah. copies. Uh. Yeah. Oh, they're so romantic. Okay, dear. Well, um, I'm going to go finish up in the kitchen. I'm going to uh, make sure she doesn't uh, burn down the kitchen there. Uh, why don't you go say hey to Caspian? He's uh, in the living room banging I on will. the keyboard. I will. I will leave you to it. Uh, and I lean into Rowan. Good luck. And I go to meet Caspian. Rowan gives you like a little kiss on the cheek as as you go to to see Caspian. <laughs> Vesper, Cas, how are you? I'm um, good. How loud are you? enough for? No, I um I tried to cast like a an amplifying spell and I got it wrong. I'm just you know I'm good at the music and the art and I can't. The casting is hard. It never seems to come out the way that I want it to. I I walk towards the bench and I go, I know exactly what you mean. Up yeah. for a four hands? Yeah. Do you want to uh, do some chopsticks and piss moms off? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> All right. Moms you just killed me. Bang out like a 20-minute chopsticks and you can hear like... 
you can hear Rowan swearing at you and halfling from the other room. And every time she does, Cast cackles and plays a little bit louder and like nudges you to play louder too. Uh. And as the music reaches a crescendo, the door to the living room stance swings open. Standing in the doorway is a gnomish man. His hair is kind of slicked back very professionally. He's got on a tweed jacket and a little pair of reading glasses perched on his nose. In one hand is a case for a stringed instrument. You're not sure which one it is with him. It could be any given number. He's got sort of a serious look on his face, his blonde hair sort of graying at the temples, his face a little bit scruffy, but still well-shaven. Vesper. His face breaks out into a grin and he goes, oh, you look more handsome like me every day. Come here, kid. I, I go, I give him a hug. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I haven't heard any songs of yours lately. Have you written anything new? Um, n- not, not anything new, but I have rediscovered a couple of Sylvan lullabies that I think are quite interesting. Oh, well, you know, lost, lost songs are a fantastic area of bardic study. That is so exciting, kiddo. I'm so glad to hear it. I haven't talked to you in so long. Why don't you come sit down on the couch, stop playing that annoying song, and uh, you and me and maybe... Uh... Cass insisted we were trying to drown out uh, the, uh, the the kitchen extraordinaire. Um, Cass kind of leans around you and goes, uh, hi, hi, Dr. Thistletoon. <laughs> and your dad gives him like I... a little mock salute. <laughs> nice. Um... Can I, I'll, I'll like grab up. can I like grab a post-it and write maybe like some notes or like some, che- like a cheat sheet for the spell that Gaston was working on, on Absolutely. the sheet music. And it's, he'll know what it is because he knows that I'm not, but like, and it's like, maybe that'll help. Cass um, looks at you, looks at the spell notes, gives you a wink, and then goes back to loudly playing a crescendo. <laughs> Uh, your dad kind of brings you over to the couch, sits down, and goes, so you haven't written any music, but you found some, some old songs. That's, that's, that's really something. Um, Vesper, have you found your stage yet? Um, no, I, I have uh, nothing, I, I, nothing I seem to cast on it gets it open, so um, not, not quite yet. I will admit I have not been to very many. There's the one in the auditorium, and uh, I don't know if you can call it a stage, but there's a there's a small space at a at a cafe we go to that host that had host performances, and therefore it kind of seems like it qualifies. But that one didn't work either. He kind of leans back on the couch, crosses his arm, and goes, "You know, Vess, as ever since you were a baby, you have been a very good." lateral thinker we would give you one task and you'd see a different problem and use whatever solution we wanted you to use for the one task to make the next task a little easier you've always loved puzzles and riddles and uh i know i haven't always been there 100 percent of the time but i like to think i know you pretty well and uh i'm sorry for what i don't know about you but um, 
you gotta stop taking things so literally, kid. The good thing about being a bard, the beautiful thing about being a bard, or hell, a sorcerer, or a cleric, or one of those other crazy casting classes is, um, <laughs> most of the performance takes place off stage. So maybe your stage is in a stage per se, but um, something a little more practical. You know, we can't all be academics, right? Don't tell your mother I said that. She desperately wants you to get a, a PhD of some kind. I. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> well, I've always, he kind of glances at Caspian and leans in a little bit and he goes, I, I've always felt um, you were a talented, bright kid who, uh, God bless him. Didn't have all that much in common with your mom and I, and I, uh, I've always liked that about you, Vesper. Oh, it's not like I don't try, Dad. That's not what I'm saying at all. You know that, right? Okay. I listen. I guess I'm being too. What I'm trying to say, Vesper, is. College is about figuring out who you are. And I think uh, your mom and I have very specific ideas of who we want you to be. But maybe it's not the same thing. So when you find your stage, maybe don't look for the one we'd choose for you. That's all I'm saying. And he kind of pats your hand and he sniffs the air for a moment and goes, oh, by the goddess, she still can't cook, can she? Uh, no, but that's what we have Rowan for. And I'm glad you came because... It, it'll, it, it'll be much better that way. Oh, I, um, I was really happy to get the invitation. I, uh, I missed you, kid. I did too. And, uh, you look more handsome every day. And I think that's cause you look like me. And he sort of, uh, <laughs> gives you like an awkward dad handshake that then transitions uh -huh. into another hug. And he, uh, wanders into the kitchen. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do? Um, no, I think I'll just go go check on Caspian again and we'll hang out for a bit. You and Cass hang out and have a lovely vacation together, just like being brothers. Your dad actually spends a couple of hours uh, not just having dinner with your family, but he even plays a few rounds of board games with, with you and your moms and Cass until uh, he and your mom get into a little bit too much of a tiff and mm -hmm. Rowan uh, walks him home. Um, it seems to you like Rowan and your dad actually get along fairly well, and you think that maybe they're both unified by the fact that they are have dealt with the same yeah. crazy person for quite a while. Yeah, uh, it's all yeah. it's all, yeah, it's all uh, Vivian and Harry. Which... Exactly. Yeah, you and um, you, you and Cass spend a lovely weekend together. It's really nice to see your brother. Uh, you help him with his casting, and he uh, he even you know kind of shares with you some of the things he's been learning in his bard courses. Um, nice. The one thing about Cass that you've learned is that uh, he loves you enough to maintain the lie until you're ready. Hello everyone, it is Vic who plays Fleur Pharaoh here on Tabletop Tavern. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and to remind you 
of a couple of things. We're excited to partner with Encanto Enchanted Paper, who make magical handmade D&D notebooks for your whole party to enjoy. The team at Encanto sent us all notebooks to help with our mystery solving, and I have to say, it's easily become a staple for me while we play in this campaign. With stunning holographic covers, a character sheet at the front of the book, and dot grid pages throughout, Encanto's notebooks are great for taking notes, drawing little moments between characters, or planning out movements for the battle you're currently in. If you're interested in a little magic for yourself, or for your party, you can find them at Encanto.inc. And if you use our code, Tabletop Tavern, you'll receive 25% off of your order. We actually do this show live every single Monday night at 8 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. MST over on Twitch. Our link is twitch.tv slash the tabletop tavern with an underscore. So if you want to experience the show live with our audience, we would love to have you. Also, we post frequently on Twitter updates about the show, times that things are changing, as well as fun memes and updates, Easter eggs, and really cool stuff. So we would love to see you over on our Twitter, which is at tabletop tavern. That is everything for me for today. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support so, so much, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Go Griffins! Meanwhile, we are going to move on to Rosalie. Uh, Rosalie, I believe that you are spending the holiday with someone, so we'll go ahead and call this a Rosalie and Essie moment. What are you two doing over the uh, the Harvest Festival? Going to um, my mom's place, probably. I think it's a little bigger. And... Oh, Essie, we have so much planned. I can't wait. Uh, we can do some candle making. We can make some pies. We can we can set the table together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've I've never like to be honest, I, I don't really know too much about like harvest festival traditions. It just wasn't really a thing uh when I was younger but I I have always wanted like a traditional harvest festival this is gonna be so fun Rosie (laughs) we can totally like mess with like Harry's meat pies I like to put we can cut like little smiley faces in them but like it's kind of like you just can't let him catch you but I'm pretty sure he doesn't mind um and so speaking of Harry um your dad in, invited me to this event uh, at Harry's. Do you, are you coming too? Do you want to come? I'll come, yeah. What, what, are, what are besties for? And I'll, she's going to like oh. stick out the little necklace for maybe like. <laughs> I stick out Mount Mon and I'm assuming they're like magnetic. So connected, like- <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so you two go to uh, the Eclipse Cafe for the first half of your, um, your Wednesday off before, before the Harvest Festival. Uh, you attend this writing workshop led by Jean, who does begin the workshop with 15 minutes of bragging about how their talented daughter is here in attendance with her beautiful friend. Um, and the two of you have a lovely time. Afterwards, uh, Jean gives you 
about 25 bucks and tells you to go get yourself something nice for lunch. Well, uh, he and Harry go to help your mom start cooking. Harry makes like a save me face at you, Rosalie, as your dad kind of bundles them into the car and uh, they disappear um, kind of down the road towards your mom's house. Can I, um, if I have a chance with Dr. Uh, Motley, um, like ask if they have any like Sylvan fairy tale books or like children's books I can get, <laughs> grab or like absolutely <laughs> Dr. Motley gets very excited and uh pulls about six dozen books oh from the shelf and starts like laying them out and telling you the titles at which point Harry's like I okay, look at Rosie for Jeannie. help <laughs> um we're gonna choose three of these you choose your three favorites give them to her and then when they come back she can choose like another three books and we'll just kind of go with that and james like okay okay um and like frantically pawing through these books before they finally select three and slide them towards you i'll i'll snag them and i'll like kind of show rosie and be like okay so like do you think this would be good for like starting to read like not quite there yeah, like and and since you're sleeping over, we can read them to bed, just like a real fairy tale. Like that would be so good. That would be yeah. so cool. <laughs> and so, but uh, let's let's spend this money. I'm getting I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Um. So you kind of bring your your three books with you. Would you like to know the titles? Uh yeah. Hit me with it. Okay, so one is called uh, The Princess and the Fae. The next one is called The Broken Tom The Broken Promise. And the third one is called The Legend of the Fae Touched. Do I have a favorite out of those? I want to know that. Yes, you really like The Broken Promise. Okay. It's a story about um, a fairy who makes a promise uh, is is made a promise by a human and then the human breaks the promise and it breaks fairy and in order to fix fairy the human has to like make good on the promise you loved it as a little kid and now as an older person you're like oh, it's such a heavy-handed allegory for like you should keep your word <laughs> um, but it is beautiful and it had like really pretty pretty illustrations oh that one's my favorite oh we should read that tonight okay oh. Speaking of like, okay, should we get like snacks for like a sleepover? Like, oh my god, okay, there. Uh, let okay. Since Ian's not here, we could get popcorn. <laughs> if can we put like little um? <laughs> can we he put? Would, he'd never. He'd freak out if he smelled it in the dorms. So. <laughs> Just marching down the hall and smelling popcorn in someone's door. <laughs> Only if we put little chocolate chips in it. Like, oh, that sounds so good. Okay. You could get um flushy. So flushy. We're them, uh, oh my god, fleshies. 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 Fleshies, I think of... it was. Oh, I heard, I heard it. fleshies and I was like. <laughs> What? Fucked up of true. I was trying to think of a, of a 
rhyming word for slushies. I think <laughs> mushy works. Mushy works. You're good. You're good. Mushy, yeah, mushy's we great. Get mushies. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. But only if we mix the, um, the cherry and the. Blue raspberry is a flavor that is natural in this world. I oh, really I know, but I'm trying to mix Coca Cola. Oh, <laughs> Cola. Um, Coca Cola. It's clearly, uh, it's just cola. It's just mm-hmm. cola. Uh, if only if we mix the cherry cola with the blue raspberry together. That sounds so there we, good. We get so much. Should we get? Do you think they're on the sale right now? Maybe. It how much on sale. how so much m- mushies do you think we can get with $25? Oh my god. <laughs> well, they're like $2 a mushy for the like the extra large. So we could No, we could no. Be up for days. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, we'll definitely need those three other books. <laughs> All right. All right, so the two of you go to the local uh the local uh hang on hang on hang on uh 8 50 late and you mm-hmm. um you get some some mushies uh the guy will not send you te- sell you 10 mushies the way that you are trying to convince him to you so you get two each a box of popcorn several bags of mini chocolate chips and uh, the guy promises you that if you come back in at least six hours, you can get more mushies. He's just a little concerned about your hearts. Uh, <laughs> you then bring your mushies that you are now enjoying uh, to Dr. Vivian Motley's home. Uh, Viv lives in a, uh, a house in the suburbs of Lower Heights in Alice. Um, it's kind of a smaller semi-cottage there is a separate room that rosalie stays in but it's it's not particularly large um you walk in through the front door and okay actually let's have you roll a perception check upon arriving before you even walk through the door i rolled a nine an eight (laughs) we are enjoying these machines i have good news you have advantage on these kinds of rolls uh because they are passive rolls and you have your companions with you oh Oh, sweet they can give you the help action i believe that's on both of their pages 17 rosalie you could swear as you walk up you hear like soft twinkling piano music playing a slow waltz song as you approach the door but you put your key into the lock, open it up, and are buffeted by waves of sound as uh, the music switches to like a heavy rock album. Um, Harry sticks his hat out from around a corner and goes, oh, hey there, kid. Good to see you. Is that a mushy? Did you, you went out and you got mushies. Do you want some? I got all the flavors. They're so yeah, good. They straight up have full arms of yeah. mushies. Did you get one? They're they're, they're like carrying four. Yeah. <laughs> he leans over, tastes it, takes one out of your arms, and is like, "It's pretty good, pretty good." <laughs> I'm gonna call this one mine and uh, throw some rum in here so that I don't have to deal with your parents as much as possible. Uh, speaking of, can we just kind of uh, go upstairs? Uh, I mean, you. I am again. I've told you this before. I am not your dad. You can do whatever the hell you want, as far as I'm concerned. Do I think your mother might set you on fire if you don't stop and say hello? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Could she actually do that? 
Yes, most definitely. (laughs) And she would heal us just to burn us again. (laughs) All right. Uh, Uh, Rosalie's going to put the mushy on the closest counter or somewhere to put it down. Okay. And just to, I'm assuming it's walk towards the kitchen. Yes, or the living room. I'm not sure where the music's coming from. And make a left. The 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 music's definitely coming from the kitchen. Okay, then following the music. (laughs) So the two of you follow the music and head towards the kitchen. You round the corner and you can see in the kitchen your mother and your father. Um, Your mom and dad, Rosalie, have always had this really unique thing where ever since their divorce, when they're around each other. It's almost like they're teenagers again in that there's like a little bit of petty kind of energy between them at all given times. Your mom has her hair uh, tied up and you can see like the shaved underside and the um, kind of like barely stitched together holes where she used to have gauges in her ears. Uh, She's got a lit cigarette tucked behind one ear and is wearing a pair of fishnet stockings, uh, combat boots, ripped jean shorts, and like a large oversized uh, Myel Chemical Romance t-shirt. And she is sort of half arguing with your father as as she whisks a large bowl of something. Your dad is leaning up against the counter in a pair of ripped pants, a like weird tight fitted shirt um, for something called Lean Day. It's probably a band you're not really familiar. Uh, And they've got their like long hair kind of pulled back into a low ponytail uh, with their their red glasses perched on the tip of their nose. They've also got a cigarette like between one of their hands and they appear to be critiquing your mother's cooking technique. Like you're doing it wrong. You're doing it. It's gonna. It's gonna taste awful that way. Well, why don't you do it yourself, Gene? Okay. I. I don't. You can either criticize me or you can help me. You can't do both. I don't know. It's kind of like it's. You, you got like a. You make that face when I'm criticizing. Hi, you. What? Hi, hi mommy. Morning. Hi. Hi, daddy. Oh, sweetheart. Oh. She's like. She pulls the cigarette out, puts it out very quickly, leaves it in the ashtray on the counter, and pushes the ashtray behind the toaster and goes, "How are you, baby?" Uh, we, me and uh, Essie can help. Hi. If you need help. Oh, Essie. Oh, you look so beautiful. Hi, honey. Dr. Motley. She and gives hi, you other Dr. Motley. Nice to see you again. Both a big hug. And uh, Jean sort of takes the cigarette that he's holding and tucks it behind their ear and like gives you both like an awkward side hug with the side that the cigarette's not on and goes, oh, hey there, kids. How, how, how are you? Um, Ah, Essie, you look like a spring day when the rain has just fallen on the dewdrop grass. I'm sorry. I'm really not in that kind of mode today. Um, That's okay. You don't need to be in that headspace all the time. Well, I would be, but I'm watching Viv uh, just ruin that frittata. Again, (laughs) again, I just, I... I, I don't know, first of all, I don't know what face you're referring to. Second of all, beaten eggs does not a frittata make. Are you cooking a frittata in a saucepan? Essie, sweetheart. 
why don't you go chop some celery for me okay no it was okay yeah okay that's fair <laughs> rosie sweetie um how about you and your dad get started on the rest of the stuffing um the the breadcrumbs are in the oven and we can all talk and we can be a family and we can be civil i was civil i'm just making you make the cute face that you make where, when you hate me <laughs> honestly gene honestly can we be adults for like two hours come on we're we are we are 35 years old gene the uh i'm gonna go grab those mushies i think we'll meet them um. <laughs> you go back out to the hallway and harry is standing there pouring some rum into his mushy and he's like do you want some i shouldn't do you want some you're old enough right you're you're 18 um. uh <laughs> rosalie's gonna look back at the room and look at Harry and be like, not this time. Uh, I got a lot of, I, I gotta, I gotta tell my parents about uh, midterms. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe I should give some to your parents. <laughs> you know, Harry, I always liked you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you, he like walks past you into the kitchen and you hear him go, all right, who wants to do some Harvest Festival shots, right? As your mother goes, Harry, where did you get a mushy? <laughs> Rosalie's going to pass the mushy over to Essie. Trying, I, I will try to slide a hand it. I'm not going to take responsibility for this. <laughs> oh, this, this was Harry. Your mom has not yeah. seen you in your mushies yet. Okay, okay, sweet. Oh. Oh, then I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm still in the in the kitchen chopping, mm. and I am just um, ignoring eye contact because Dr. Motley, both Dr. Motleys are very cool, and I want to be like them, but I also am so scared <laughs> um, in this moment. Very different energies. <laughs> Harry uh, walks into the room and says, who wants to do some Harvest Festival shots to you, uh, to the to the assembled group? And... Both doctors Motley stare at him like he's crazy. They're like, and you watch as he turns up the volume on the heavy metal, pours each of them a shot and goes, it's not a celebration. The champion didn't die for nothing. Come on. And they like, they both oh. really like do shots. Uh, and you notice that they appear to be almost like, again, there's something about them that strikes you as teenagers. And you realize that based off of what they said, what uh, Dr. Motley said, they would have had Rosalie at some point in their undergraduate education. They were quite young parents by your by your calculation. Uh huh. Not gonna say anything on that. As Rosalie, sweetheart, can you get the bread out of the oven? I'm a little worried it's gonna burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh can I actually grab it with my hands or is that yeah, like, you can. oh, it's nice. <laughs> Rosalie, what are you doing? Oh, it's completely fine, but you can't touch it. Uh, fire safety, you know? Oh, I see, sweetheart, yes. Um, hot food is an expression of the goddess's passion, so it's really not a problem for us. Well, it's a problem for Jean, but it's not a problem for me <laughs> or Rosie, but it is also a problem for Harry and presumably you. Please don't touch hot things, honey, okay? Your, your hands... They're fragile. They're part of your craft, I assume. So uh, I'm going to put them by the window, I'm assuming, to let them cool. I'll also open up the window because I'm assuming it's filled with a lot of smoke. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's like 
someone in here like you can tell that there's just been a lot of arguing in place of cooking correctly but it's there's a lot of love and heavy metal music (laughs) (laughs) so uh so uh, what what are we making mom um okay so you're going to make the stuffing i just once we get that we can stuff the bird and we can throw that in the oven um your father made some mashed potatoes that are already in the fridge uh harry is in charge of the bread and the pies obviously he's making his meat pie but he's also got like some some sweet pies and then essie dear do you have any food restrictions we need to know about um no I'm pretty good. I don't think I'm allergic to anything. Well, the good news is if there was one place to have an allergic reaction for the first time, I'd say do it here. (laughs) Can me and Essie help with the meat pies and also the bleeding pies? You know, the ones filled with strawberry. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. You could absolutely help with the bleeding pies and the meat pies. Harry's on that. Um, sweetheart, by the way, uh, I texted you the other day and you didn't reply. How, how did midterms go? Oh, uh, And Rosalie's going to start playing with her hair a little bit and kind of look out the window. Can I throw Rosalie a bardic inspiration really quick? Yeah, absolutely. How do you inspire her? Uh, I'm going to do like a very comical whistle. Just <laughs> like, and I hope that counts. <laughs> that does count, yeah. I, uh, well, like, you know, you guys have always said that like school... Mm-hmm colleges for finding yourself and um <laughs> and experiencing life and um and to not mm. take myself too seriously <laughs> and um and i got um i got like a 32 <laughs> they both uh both of your parents kind of freeze um and do you want to roll a perception check yeah you can roll it with advantage because these are this is your mom and dad. I'm gonna say that you know them pretty well. Twenty-three. Um, you see a lot of emotions cross your mom's face. There's the initial expected disappointment, and then thoughtfulness, and something else, and then something you would categorize as like acceptance. Your dad uh, is always kind of unreadable, but you do see their eyes narrow. And then their face kind of relaxes as well, as if they've reached a similar conclusion to your mom. Your but mom- It's, sets- it's only midterms. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking, uh, you know, there's always time to take yourself seriously. Sweetie, Sweetie. <laughs> we're not mad at you, okay? You don't need to worry about us being upset about this. Um, obviously we wish that you did better, but it's an adjustment period. This is your first time in college, okay? And it can be really hard and very different. And your dad goes, absolutely. You know, I had a hard time my first semester of bard classes. Uh, I knew how to play guitar and they did not want me to play guitar. I was not allowed to play guitar. That was very hard. And your mom nods and is like, that was very hard. And Harry, um, well, Harry did really well in the fighter classes, but that's a lot of hitting things. And Harry goes, lots of hitting things. Lots of God, I'm good at hitting things. Um, <laughs> And your mom kind of reaches back towards the ashtray and pulls out her cigarette, kind of resigned to the fact that you saw you saw her smoking it earlier, lights it, and goes, you know, sweetheart, I think of it this way. At this point in my first semester, I was pregnant with you. So it really, 
Like you could have fucked us up a lot worse. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, sweetheart, that you were a fuck up. You were the best thing that ever happened to any of us. And your dad goes, absolutely. Best thing that could have happened to us. We are so happy with you. We love you so much. Harry goes, second best thing that ever happened to me. I got Harriet, you know. And somewhere in the back room, you can hear Harriet go, thanks, dad. And the sound of like something playing on the Fintendo system. Um, and your mom goes, but you know, it. It could be worse. And the good thing is it was just midterms. You have finals and now you know what works for studying and what doesn't. So you're going to do great, baby, okay? Oh. Okay. Oh my I, God. I'll still be okay. Don't, don't cry, don't cry. And she like brings you in for a hug and your dad wraps around the other side and your parents make like awkward eye contact over your head. And she hugs too and just like gets the whole family in there. Just you do that? Them closer and, and starts Harry crying because Rose to see is crying. what's happening and like kind of gets himself around everyone as well. And it's like, we can still be successful adults. Oh, yes, again. I mean, by the end of by the end of my first year, I had a baby, and I, I became a doctor, sweetheart. I don't have the baby. <laughs> you have a kitten that your dad told me about that you didn't. Well, well, that one is the one I'm upset about. Not, sweetheart, you're gonna be fine. Okay, okay, you're gonna be fine. Nobody, nobody does perfect their first semester, and if they do, they're an outlier. You're gonna do so well. I am so proud of you and i am so proud of you too kiddo you are the flower that blooms in adversity and we love you so much you are our little rose little rosy you are perfect despite your thorns okay uh, what are we rehydrating the the breadcrumbs with <laughs> well, sweetheart we don't have to re it's so you put them in the food processor but you just you pulse it twice and then you know what how about you supervise your dad <laughs> and um and and Essie can um can help because I think that they might know what stuffing is more than you do. Essie, do you know what stuffing is? Ever celebrated a harvest festival? I have absolutely no idea how to make stuffing, but I am very willing to learn. <laughs> uh Rosalie, you feel uh, your mom let go of you a little bit and kind of grab tighter onto Essie and goes, <gasps> Happy first Harvest Festival, baby. We're so happy to have you here with us. How did you do on your midterms? Um, it could have been better. Um, some <laughs> constructive criticism would have been to, to get more answers right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Well, we're proud we, of you. We regardless. talked about it. We had a whole yeah. crying session. A few, actually. Sounds like maybe you two spiraled together and that's something that we're going to try to avoid but Essie we are very proud of you too super proud of you you are carrying on the bardic tradition and I think that's very punk rock of you that is so punk rock of you we think it you is. are so punk rock Essie okay is, but... you can just hang out here we we are so proud of you happy harvest festival why don't you and Rosie go um decompress with um with, with Harriet, she's playing on the Fintendo in the other room, and maybe you, all three of you can set the table together, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love you both. I love you both. I uh, I love you both. As he kid, I love you. <laughs> we, we, I love you too. <sighs> There's like You're one really last smart. big <laughs> group hug in the kitchen before uh, Vivian shoves you all out into the living room. And uh, can, can oh go ahead. Oh. 
uh, do you think we, maybe we can smoke too? <laughs> maybe it'll help with the stress. I always watch that. It helps with you guys. And <laughs> your both of your parents actively holding cigarettes go, don't smoke cigarettes. They're terrible for your health. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and your mom goes, your father's especially, you know, they picked it up from me and I know it seems cool and it helps with our stress, but it's really not. Like it is significantly worse for humans because they have a shorter lifespan to begin with. So like, I'm not but sure we're about Faye. Uh, then it'd be cool. And um, I can teach her how <laughs> Rosalie, punk rock it is. There is nothing cool about smoking cigarettes. <laughs> okay. Go play the Fintendo. Okay. <laughs> hey, I love you. Love you. Don't touch my cigarettes, I'll know. I won't. The goddess is watching. The goddess is watching, and the okay. goddess loves you too. Of course. The goddess adores you, sweetheart. Both of you. Okay. Um, you go play the Fintendo with Harriet who drags your ass in Sario Party back and forth multiple rounds you take a break to set the table and eat with your family your mom and dad argue back and forth and Harry laughs along in a way that seems to defuse the tension and it's honestly a really nice holiday together Rosalie Um, Essie you fit right in and something about this family fills a part of you you didn't know that you were missing they laugh together even when they argue you can tell that there's love there even when vivian and eugene get in a fight and vivian throws a flaming bread roll at gene's face which he knocks away laughing with magic um you can tell that however much they might argue with each other their relationship with rosalie ties them together um, Harriet treats you like her new big sister and you and Rosalie spend the next week, um, in Rosalie's bunk beds, which Rosalie has never gotten a chance to use with another person. Um, staying up late, talking, uh, projecting cuddling stars on the ceiling, Strad. cuddling, <laughs> Strahd and Macbeth, uh, become fast friends with Eugene and even Viv takes to both of them. You catch her on multiple occasions asleep in the living room, Rosalie, with Strahd on her lap and Macbeth across her feet after a long night shift at the hospital. Um, which brings us, of course, to the Pharaohs. Pharaoh siblings. Happy Harvest yeah. Festival. Hey. I'm assuming you go home. Hell yeah. And I think that's we would good. be murdered if we didn't. <laughs> because your mother, yeah. the morning after midterms, shows up in front of your dorm in her minivan and lays on the horn. Oh no. Fleur goes, yes! <laughs> Ian's probably like finishing packing stuff up in preparation. Fleur's like got her bedazzled lacrosse bag packed full of clothing and she's got her bag of holding and she like, she doesn't even knock. She knows Vesper's gone. <laughs> she just opens Ian's door and goes, mom's here. Yeah, I heard. Hold on. I'm just grabbing some stuff for Aspen. And he throws like a couple of toys, a ball, and then maybe some snacks, like little treats, T-R-E-A-T-S into his bag. 
<laughs> he didn't even uh, react. He didn't I even like flinch. That, I love that you had to spell that so that Odin like doesn't freak out in the back. <laughs> he did go to doggy daycare today, so he's really freaking tired. He's a bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got us off track. No worries. Uh, and then he like throws his backpack over his shoulder and kicks on his shoes and then heads out the door uh, with Fleur. So you get in your mom's car. She drives you to the lower heights to a significantly nicer neighborhood than where we just were with Rosalie and Essie. Um, you have never been quite well off enough to live in, in the upper heights, but you are sure that your parents could probably swing one of the smaller houses there. You live in a on a large plot of land in um, a gated section of the lower heights in a nice spacious house with a separate dining room and kitchen, um, a large living room, a large entryway, and uh, everyone has their own separate rooms, except for, of course, Odin, who sleeps on uh, Odin. Yeah. Aspen. Aspen, who sleeps on, I was sitting here like, don't call him Aspen, his name is Odin, sorry. <laughs> um, we are recording these sessions back to back, so your yeah. DM is- It's been several seven. hours. Yeah. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard to be it's hard to play D&D life so we live parts. Um, <laughs> you get home and uh, your mother immediately goes into frantic mode you notice that she is in fact in a pair of her own velvet fruity couture sweatpants a tank top her hair's pulled up into like a messy curly bun. She's got like a headband holding it back. You mm -hmm. see that she is in a pair of fuzzy slippers and that she did yeah. in fact drive to pick you up in these fuzzy slippers. Queen. She gets back, she throws an apron around her waist and sprints into the kitchen, ready to start cooking. Okay, Fleur, Ian, um, Ian, you need to make sure that the tofurkey is thawed. Fleur, I need you to just come Got in it. here and chop the vegetables as quickly as you can. Um, your father is out back. If you want to go grab him, he's supposed to be making sure that the oven gets hot enough because it's been so wonky recently since the arcane engine went out. We've had to use like <sighs> truly the arcane, arcane engine methods. went out. Fleur just hugs her mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Eat hard. Oh, you I smell miss so you. good. Oh, I think so do you. Mm, you smell like <laughs> strawberries and vanilla. Oh. You smell like cooking. Oh, well, in like I a good been, way. I've been cooking, sweetheart. I I'm know. making all your favorite foods. I, I made. So I'm making the strawberry rhubarb pie that you yes. love, and then of course I'm making your brother's favorite, even though it's strange walnut cream. Who the hell eats that? And then so of course, weird. I eat that, and yeah, Ian and walks weird. over with the frozen tofurkey and like gives his mom a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> before like thawing it in the sink <laughs> she like kisses you as well and then she goes oh no if only your father would come in the whole gang would be together and Blair like runs to the back door and is like dad your <laughs> dad sticks his head out from behind uh kind of his his pet project which is the old grill in the backyard that never works and he goes has your mom calmed down he... define calm has she redirected her energy to someone that's not me? Yes. Okay. Me and Ian are here now. Excellent. <laughs> he stands up, uh, wipes his hands on his pants, and gives you a hug. Oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, I miss you, Dad. You smell like strawberries and vanilla. Thank you. You smell like Dad. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, well, you know, that's the scent of the deodorant I wear. Yeah. You just smell it's like Dad. Not, it's unscented. I wear unscented. The classic... Uh, Elder Spice. Anyways, is your brother here? Yeah, he's doing the tofurkey. Ian! Yeah, what's up? 
And he like he walks in, uh, arms still around Fleur, and goes, "Oh, good to see. You. Did you get taller somehow?" Uh, that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, your pants are a little short. You're definitely still growing. Ian's like, I might, maybe I did. I've got a lot of cool things going on. And he kind of like flexes a little bit, trying to look a little bit taller. <laughs> your dad, Ian, uh, what are you doing? Kind of nods and goes, you know, um, if you wanted to over break, we could talk about uh maybe your protein because i know you're doing that vegetarian thing and uh, a little worried about how you're gonna gain muscle mass with that not that you know like muscle's not everything it's just it's good in the um, adventuring thing i honestly think the walnut cream is gonna be the most protein i've gotten in a while that is off-putting and bad, Ian. That's bad. Ian, what our, the hell? Ian, nuts. your father and I are paying for a meal plan. And what are you, are you just eating carbs? Are you going down there every day and just eating bread? Ian? I try to get him to add Listen, cheese to all of his meals. Because that's a little, I try to get him they to add cheese. There's, they I know. Beans. What's the point of him always making I us know. buy all these bean products if he never eats them? Okay. Tell me about it. Okay, Fiona, I have I'm been eating a lot of dried chickpeas. Those are pretty good in protein. However, we have a friend whose dad owns a cool cafe, and I may have been spending a lot of time there, so I am highly caffeinated. Um, also, I did pretty okay on midterms. Not great, but pretty okay. <laughs> oh, you passed. Oh, sweetheart, that's so good. They're so hard. <laughs> uh no i was like one point away i got like a 68.7 and i needed a 69 but i'll call it close oh well that's okay sweetheart um i didn't i didn't pass my first midterms either yeah me neither i got 110 percent. of course you did dad dad how he's smart i have questions we'll talk later and then it's like but check this out (laughs) Aspen passed some midterms and he like calls to Aspen and brings him in and like gets him to do a series of like shake and roll over and like go retrieve this and he's just like such a proud <laughs> Aspen does all of that and more and uh Jack goes so good warhound you got there and he does a little salute to Aspen and Aspen like straightens himself up into like a perfect straight sitting position and he goes and he still remembers his old tricks <laughs> and Ian chuckles and he's like I may be eating a uh, vegan uh and vegetarian uh but I found out that dried meats are uh, <laughs> Aspen's fave it does not take an Arcan scientist to uh, realize that dogs like meat, but I'm glad you put that one together, kid. I didn't know where Jack, told me. He's very smart. He's just distractible. Isn't that right, sweetheart? So distractible. <laughs> you, you and the duck. Um, okay, I need to oh. put the pies in the oven. Um, Ian, can you help me? The... I've been, okay, I've been climbing yes. on the counters to try to open up things. <laughs> to <excite laughs> the pies, <laughs> put some in the oven. So you help your mom in, in the kitchen and Fiona goes, and Fleur, Jack, can you set the table, please? We're going to be having some of the neighbors over for dinner and I want to make sure it's absolutely flawless and you yes. know, military excellence and whatnot. And Jack's like, 
it's called ironing. You just iron the tablecloth, you know, honestly. And she kind of giggles <laughs> and uh, he walks out and he kind of does the like, uh, shout out to Griff's little foot on this one. He like kind of like pinches her butt as, as he walks by and she does like a little like, ah! And uh, you guys realize that maybe it's been good for your parents that they uh, don't have kids in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Ian like gives Fleur a look and then like Fleur, Fleur looks at Ian and goes like, Ugh. We slowly put something in the fridge while just staring. <laughs> Fleur follows her dad uh, because one, her mom asked her to, and two, she wants to talk to her dad. Uh, your dad opens up a closet and begins to remove the nice china and hands you a folded tablecloth. And he goes, so I'm thinking we put that on the table and then we iron it and yeah. then we put out the plates and then we fold the napkins into swans because your uh-huh. mom thinks that's impressive. Yeah. That's a great I, idea. Yeah, one time in college, I folded her washcloth into a swan, and then uh, she went out with me. So, you uh, gotta say, really glad that that happened, because I wouldn't be here if not for that. That's While we do that, Dad, can I ask you some questions? Uh, yeah, I feel like some of your questions would probably be, be better for your mom. Just no, it's not that kind of question, Dad. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I just, you're at an age where I kind of feel like, you know, we're going apart because like, yeah, I know about barbarian things, but you're kind of, you're at an age where it's like, like, I don't want to know and you don't want to tell me sort of situation. It's nothing about that. Okay, all right. Do not even worry. Okay, but you, you've got it figured out. You got like one of the, things or like the other things or like yeah things. no it's it's sorted okay I'm and smart. you know you know about how to use the so that you don't mm-hmm. you're okay. making this way harder on yourself dad <sighs> <laughs> yep so if it's not about that which is good uh mm-hmm. what else is it about ian what about ian and you We've been working on it, you know. I I've been trying to not more not the two of you, Dad. Dad, he does bother me, and uh, <laughs> your mother like... and I have been talking about emotional openness <laughs> and how I can show it towards your brother a little bit more because it's always been easy with you. But it's we're both kind of closed off guys, and there's a lot of masculinity stuff going on there. And we've been seeing this couple there. Okay, what's going on? I think you're doing super good with that, and I think Ian's trying really hard too. Um, but it's uh not about your, your relationships. So, um, you know, like, you know how you're the protector of the family? Sure. Yeah. When you're not around the security system. Yeah, no, I know. You know what I mean? Right. When you're not around, I have to protect Ian. Um, Ian is six feet, two inches. And he'll run away from a fight if I'm not there. Well, he's got a big dog. (laughs) Okay, so I can't- All I'm saying is you're selling your brother a little short here. I know, he's very good, but it's just my job to pick on him. I'm his big sister. A big, of course, being a metaphor here, less of a literal, and he kind of like laughs a little bit. And he's like, your mom is so short. I just, I thought, you know, I'm tall. I thought maybe we'd- No, no. Um, Dad, I had a roommate named Cammie. Yeah, yes. Uh, and she knew some stuff about Ian, uh, and then some stuff happened to Cammy, and I can't talk about some of the stuff that I talked about. Like, I can't say it, Fleur, um, but dad, Fleur, I need to Fleur, know, Fleur, I need to know about Fleur, your job Fleur, and Ian. Fleur. Yes. 
I need to know, dad. I'm 18. You can't hide it from me for forever. Don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know who you've been talking to, but what I would say is that Why don't you come in my home office? Okay. And Fleur follows him. You walk down the hall to your dad's uh, home office. It's just like a desk and a computer and a computer chair and uh, kind of the classic like dad office where there's like all of his framed degrees and like two photos of his family on Mm -hmm. the wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, On the desk is a picture of you, a picture of Ian. They're your high school graduation photos. And then a picture of him and your mom as young people, um, probably in one of their first couple years of dating, laughing. He's like got her on his back and she is just, you can see like screaming with laughter. She's Aww. got this like big curly head of hair, um, even curlier. It looks like maybe she permed it. Uh, <sighs> and uh, he kind of sits you down across from his chair in the desk and uh, sits down himself and goes, This office is subject to several warding enchantments that ensure that our conversations cannot be heard. Okay. I don't know what you know or how you found it out. And Mm -hmm. I am guessing that you cannot tell me either of these things. Correct. What I can tell you is that when you are in our home, you should not talk about any of these things. I have had to make certain sacrifices to our family privacy to maintain some promises I've kept. Is that why Cammy was my roommate? No, that's... Like, because of you? <sighs> yes, in that our family is known to be safe. And your roommate's safety was and is a matter of not just national security, but life and death for a great deal of people. Do you know anything that I wouldn't know? Anything that you've learned? Nothing I can tell you. I Will can... you know? Fleur, my job is very complicated. And it's not one I would have chosen for myself. It was, uh, if it was up to me, I would have retired and just stayed with your mom the rest of my days. But... Um, when Ian happened, I knew I had a choice between living the life I wanted to live and helping someone who needed it. And so I chose the latter. So dad, mm. who, what is Ian? Where did he come from? <sighs> I know things now and I can't I, say what they are, but like, for a big sister. Fleur, you... <sighs> and how do I reconcile that, Dad? Well, Fleur, it's three weeks is the well, first Well, I thing know. I would say. The second thing I would say is that I can't tell you everything. That there are deals that we make that we can't reveal everything in. And you of all people should know that. But I know. What I can tell you is that To a lot of people, your brother represented and represents something we're not, they are not comfortable with. 
And so when he arrived, so to speak, there was a push from within the government to return to sender, as it were. And um, given that planar, extra planar maintenance, surveillance, and espionage was my field. I was privy to that decision, and um, I didn't like the choices that they made. So Um, I made a deal of my own. First of all, that's really cool. (laughs) Dad, that's that's pretty sick. It Um, is very sick, and if you tell anyone, I can promise you that both of us will be killed. Don't worry. I'm beginning to learn that sometimes you have to not tell people things to keep them safe and you know i don't like that but uh i don't know and fleur please understand that everything i can't tell you and everything i can't tell ian and that is why i can't tell you because Um, there are there are truths fleur that are far more dangerous to know than to live in ignorance of so here's um are ian and cammy the same they are distinctly not. Okay. Because they have the same birthmark. I'm not surprised by that. Okay. Uh, here's my thing, Dad. I don't know who took Cammy. I don't know what happened. I got a weird text from her the other day. I don't know what happened, Dad. And I'm worried that whatever was coming for Cammy also wants to come for Ian. And I don't know if that's true, but I'm scared. So maybe I need to know some things. Fleur. You got a text from Cammie? Yeah. What did it say? Nothing. Did it, did you still have it? No, it disappeared. Your dad uh, kind of turns on his computer and types something up in a language you don't understand and nods and goes Fleur I I can't tell you what's happening but I can assure that as long as Cammy isn't here those same people cannot get Ian when Cammy comes back can they Fleur do you like fairy tales You know I do, Dad. You told me them every night when I was a kid. Well, me and elves have strange ones, don't you think? And he stands up, uh, turns off his computer, and walks back towards the kitchen. Thanks, Dad. And he kind of like raises his hand. Uh, Ian, you are in the kitchen with your mom. She has you just like opening all of the tallest cabinets, pulling stuff down. You realize about halfway through that she's actually making you reorganize the kitchen so everything <laughs> is on her level and she does not need to stand on any high surface. Um, and as she like hands you one of the stand, mi- one of the several stand mixers that she owns because Fiona is nothing if not prepared, um, you, uh, she, she looks up at you and goes, so Ian, 
So mom, yeah, I feel like we haven't caught up, caught up in a long time. And I know your life's been crazy, but I have to ask because you know me, your sister and I are very alike in a lot of ways. Um, house school. And by house school, I of course mean, have you met anyone, any boys, any girls, anyone else? I mean, I've met a lot of people. Yeah. Um, oh, you've met a lot of people. Yeah. I think, uh, we have like a really cool, our adventuring party, I think is like a really cool, cool group of people. It's, um, my roommate Vesper, which did you get to meet Vesper? You didn't meet Vesper. Cause you said goodbye at the freaking elevator, mom. No, but you and Fleur have sent me lots of photos. That's not the question I'm asking Ian. Yes, if I met people. Florian Farrow, I know for a fact that you are very smart. You just act dense when it is easier. You have to tell me I am your mother and I love you. And frankly, I'm a little bored because I was a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) And now all I do is go to book club and play tennis. And I miss having a dog to walk around at least. And now I'm just sitting in the house waiting for your father to come home. And I am so bored. Please give me a little bit of gossip to live off of. Have you met anyone? Please, Ian. Ian like sets the stand mixer on the counter and starts like kind of scratching at some of the paint on the back of it and he's like mom have you ever considered maybe getting another dog first of all i don't want another dog i like the aspen but i, I don't want another dog are you crazy okay just Ian, throwing it out there something that could occupy your time i have been and solve at least one of the problems you gave and me all i am saying is that if i could have a wedding scrapbook to look to work on someday mom. ian's wedding i'm just saying someday i know you're young now but Life comes at you fast, sweetheart. You have to start looking for- Why can't you pay for Floor's wedding? Because she's Floor's sweetheart. I'll have to plan for four of those. Mom, mom. What? That's so mad to say. I can't believe you said that. I'm going to tell her that later. You can tell her that. We are the same person. I look at her and I go, wow, you know what came out of my vagina? One of me. Like, <laughs> Wait, have you had multiple marriages, mom? No, but before your father and I got together, I dated like three different guys. They were all terrible for me. And your dad was just, he was different. And he was charming and he's funny and strong and kind of rebellious in a unique way and smart, smart. That's the thing that really attracted me to your father. I mean, he's definitely smart. Well, he was, you know, because that's the thing is that I met so many barbarians who were just, they weren't stupid, but they never wanted to think things through. And your father's always just been a tactician. So have you met yourself any tacticians, Ian? Um, no, not a tactician. It's a metaphor, Florian. Okay, mom. Okay, listen. You can't tell Fleur. You can't tell dad. Okay, I can't. This I can't is tell just between us. She like does a little pinky promise. No crosses down. As if she's definitely going to tell Fleur. Ian takes a deep breath and he's like, okay, so like, I don't really know what it is, but there's this member of our adventuring party who at first I was like, oh, she's kind of cute and um she's like nodding along in the enthusiastic (laughs) and she's like kind of funky and 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 weird but like in a cool way and um I don't know at first I was just like oh this is gonna be someone who's a great friend and then uh she saved my best t-shirt you know the one from 
Dreamers Grove. Oh, with uh, the holes in the armpits? Yeah, she made sure that they didn't get stains on it. Okay. Um, and and then I don't know, like she <laughs> rode on my bike once. It was kind of cool. She smells really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, cute. Oh, my little Ian has a crush. No, 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 not a crush. I'm just saying she's cool. She's interesting. Is she pretty? Yeah, she's pretty. Honestly, mom, you might know her parents. What are her parents' names? Um, Vivian and Jean Motley. Jean Motley, the romance writer? Yeah, master one. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, in the goddess's name. Oh, Ian, I'm so excited. Okay, go up there and pull down the glass mixing bowl and then get my rolling pin out of the top cupboard, the one with the dog. Mom, you're not going to make a wedding cake right now. It's for the pies, Ian. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> He's so dumb. I, I love you. Sometimes you are purposefully obtuse. I'm I love not you so much, obtuse. my beautiful boy. Thank you for sharing with me. I appreciate it. It takes a lot of trust. And your mom loves you so much. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> he like begrudgingly grabs the mixing bowl and hands it to her and says, you're welcome, mom. I love you too. Okay, um, perfect. Now get out of my kitchen and go give your dog a bath. He smells like wet him. Does he? And Ian like kneels down and shoves his face in Aspen's fur and takes a deep inhale. And he's like, ah, it smells like Aspen to me. Oh it's my a God. nice occasion. Groom him wash him, put a bowl around his neck, and dinner will be ready in three hours. Oh my god, okay. Uh, Ian's gonna head upstairs and like tut Aspen to follow. And he's gonna take, I guess, his backpack too, because he probably hasn't gone to his room yet, and kind of like throw it into his room onto his bed. Um, and then he's kind of, he wants to go uh, check some things out, maybe in the attic, if okay. possible. Go to the attic, that's, that's fine. Um, so he goes up to the attic and like leaves, leaves Aspen in his room. Uh, and Aspen wants... falls asleep on your bed immediately. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, he wants to see if he can maybe find like some pictures of himself when he was younger or maybe like, I don't know, a birth certificate. Roll an investigation check. <laughs> okay. I know it's, it's a wild chance, but I gotta do it. 13. So you climb up the stairs to the attic and you realize that your mother has turned the attic into some kind of scrapbooking of room. Of course she has. There are dozens of scrapbooks. You dig through them and you find one labeled my first year. Fleur oh. and Ian. Um, there are a bunch of pictures of you and Fleur together mm -hmm. as babies. Uh, both of you in the sink that's filled up with bubbles. Uh, your dad holding you um, standing like waist deep in the surf of an ocean somewhere and smiling. <laughs> you flip it over and on the back it says Aquara spring break, uh, you know, with like the year you were one year old. Um, there's just a bunch of pictures of you and Fleur as babies. And then there's one from the hospital. It's one of the very last photos in there. Your mom is lying in a bed dressed in a hospital gown that's tied in the back. Cradled against her chest is a little bundle with a little patch of blonde curly hair peeking out of the top. And next to her, grinning, leaning down, is your father. 
holding a little bundle of his own. You look at this picture and you realize that you do look a little bit older than Fleur. She's kind of that wrinkled, like pink that very newborn babies are. You meanwhile kind of look like you've been alive for a little bit longer, still newborn and squishy, but not pink, not wrinkled, sort of well-adjusted. Um, you notice that your dad is holding you exceptionally close um, to his chest and your little hand is bunched up in his shirt. And uh, he's smiling, this like really genuine smile and you can see tears at the corner of his eyes. Aww. Ian's gonna pull out his sending phone and, and snap a quick picture of that just to kind of save it for later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you want to look at it later. <laughs> um, That's exceptionally cute. <laughs> there is a couple more scrapbooks you find, one of which is labeled. Um, it's kind of more of like a, you notice it and it doesn't seem to be new. It seems to be fairly old. Um, your mom has been scrapbooking on and off for a while. It's like one of those hobbies that she can't quite put down. Like when she starts going through a rough patch, she's like, time to grab the scalloping shears. <laughs> so, uh, you find this this scrapbook it's got kind of like a dull faded cover um and it looks like maybe one of her first scrapbooks um kind of pasted onto the front in like cut out letters um is the the word the words florian pharaoh um you open it up and there's no birth certificate or anything but there is a picture you can't quite make out the face in the picture or any real features, but it's a picture of a woman. You think maybe dark hair, slender hands, holding a baby that you recognize as you. And when you flip it over, you see it says, Ian and mom. Someone has gone in with red, paid, with red ink and added quotation marks, marks around the word mom. As you go to put the picture back into the scrapbook, falls to dust in your hands. Mm. 